Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Arsenal Women Arsecast on Arsblog.com, our third, fourth, I'm losing count of how many podcasts we're doing because I've lost count of how many signings we've made so far. Um, and obviously on Friday, Arsenal announced, finally announced, um, the signing of Canadian goalkeeper Sabrina D'Angelo uh, from Sweden. Um, and I have a very good guest on to talk about her presently. But before we get into that, I just wanted to point people to the Arsblog YouTube channel. I was at the unveiling of the new stadium wrap designs on Wednesday evening. I'm sure everyone listening to this will agree. Um, you know, really kind of great how much representation there is for the women's team on there. I've had to keep really quiet about that for a good nine months now because I've been involved in the consultations and seeing the final product has just been so brilliant and uh, there's a, a little video explainer there uh, from me on, first of all, and how kind of the concepts came about, but also I got the opportunity to interview Anita Asante and Leanne Sanderson, two Arsenal legends who feature on the rap. So there is a video for each of uh, each of those interviews and two players who really deserve to prominently be displayed on the stadium as they are. So just point you towards that. But this is going to be the Sabrina cast. Um, the, the third or fourth? Th fourth, depending on how you view Gio Kiros being uh, recalled from her loan period. But um, So to discuss Sabrina D'Angelo with me is the co-host of Their Pitch podcast um, and Swedish journalist and broadcaster Amanda Zasa. Amanda, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for, for having me on. Uh, super excited. This is the first time. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um and you, you've been, I, I guess, relatively, well, not relatively, you've been quite close to this story. Um, obviously, look, the signing was announced today, but obviously with these things, they happen quite a long time before. What's your kind of, I guess, your understanding of, of the timeline of this deal? And Sabrina did mention in her interview with the club, you know, that it's it's kind of been in the offing for a while. Yes. Yeah, so, so my understanding is that after the the season in Sweden ended in November, my understanding was that a local newspaper, I think it's called NSK, if I'm not mistaken, went out and, and they actually mentioned that uh, Arsenal was an option for her. Um, and a couple months later, or about a month and a half later, I get um, I get a message that says, uh, hey, it's, it's a done deal. Um, um, if you want to check your sources, go ahead, but um, it, it should be done. So I double check it one, two, three times. Um, everything checks out. Everyone has the same story. Um, so I decide to to go for it and put. I, I make an article for Football's Canadian where I work, and we go out with it. And it's it's a banging article. It gets you know a lot of like people 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 read it, and they're clicking it. They think it's exciting, and uh, it caused some mayhem on Twitter as well. So I think it was. I think it was like up in the air, like even even in November. Otherwise, I don't think they would have reported on it back then. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, and and uh, yeah, I know what that anxiety is like, and it's nice, isn't it, when when all your sources say the same thing, and it's relatively straightforward. That doesn't always happen, but um, just to to get on to Sabrina, you know, because she spent four years in Sweden. Um, now we know Canadians, uh, Canadian footballers in the women's game, very well travelled, not least because they still don't have a professional league, although I think they will do very shortly. Um, but it seemed like quite an incongruous move. Um, for a Canadian to go to Sweden, I'm not going to try and pronounce the name of the team that she was playing for. I'm going to let you do that and then take take my leave from your pronunciation. But, you know, after four years in the NWSL, did it seem like um, quite a, not quite a strange move, but quite a surprising move for her? Do you know what? I, I, I actually, I used to watch the NWSL. I followed the league quite closely before I became a journalist. Um, and I remember, uh, all the highlights say they would just, you know, they'd scream out D'Angelo, D'Angelo, you know, D'Angelo with the ball. Um, and, and I, some, somehow when I started working, I didn't actually follow Dalmat Svenskan very, uh, very close at all before I started working with it. Um, but obviously when I then saw her on the team sheet, I was like, Oh, I know who that is. She plays like she, she used to play in the NWSL. So that was kind of like my connection with it. Um, but if you look at Dalmas Svenskan nowadays, it's become kind of like a, a league where you, you, you kind of develop. Like it's, it's where you come if you want to, you know, develop your skills or if you want to take that step out to Europe. Now she, she hasn't been in Sweden for that long. So now she's taking that step out to, to, you know, England to Arsenal. And I think, you know, Sweden is like a good middle, middle step for, for, um, anyone who wants to come and play in this league. I think. Another Canadian that that's on under contract with with a Swedish team is Evelyn Bien. She had a really really good good season last season. I think that for example, like she's also Canadian, but I think we might see her out with the bigger teams in Europe as well, like in a couple of years maybe. So I think that's to deal with Saps as well. Yeah, yeah, and of course Arsenal have a Swedish coach um, as well, so very familiar with the league. You know, Everton obviously have very, very strong links with Scandinavia, and there are a lot of agents that work well between those two leagues. And Everton have a Danish coach, so you know, I, I, I think it's certainly something we'll see more and more. But I mean, she spoke, uh, Sabrina, when she left about how much the club means to her. Is it is it Vitsjö? It's uh, Vitsjö. Vitra, okay. <laughs> um, but, she, you know, she spoke about, like, you know, that the club really meant something to me. And, you know, she was there for four years. So she must have really settled in the country as well as, you know, the league and everything else. Yeah, it's not it's not a very big, you know, a big place where she used to live. It's not a big city. Um, and, and my understanding of, of the club environment that she was in, it's it's kind of like a family um, it's, it's a very family like oriented club where I think they have, um, retired people that come in and take care of children that are like Katrina Gore, for example, she's had a child. Um, so they have retired people that come in and, you know, take care of these kids and babysit them. Um, so my understanding is that you, you're there for the club and the club will be there for you is my understanding about Vitra. Um, and I think, Otherwise, I don't think she would, like, if you're not comfortable, I don't think you would have been there for four years, you know? Mm. So I think, I think that's, I think that's the, the way they, they do things. Like, it's like a little family, I would say, that club. 
Yeah, and that's that's actually, you know, you're saying that's a little bit of a theme of some of Arsenal's recent signings, like Katrina Kaur from Norgisland and um, also Kaylin McKersey from uh, Kerga. When I spoke to her a couple of months ago, she very, very much described Kerga in very, very similar kind of terms about it being a real family club and, and players staying together and uh, and things like that. But, you know, we talked about that potentially being a bit of a, a surprise move four years ago that she's really taken to, but... Do you think this is quite a surprise move for her? Because a lot of Arsenal fans kind of raised their eyebrows and kind of said, you know, Manu Zinsberg has been a very firm first choice, really liked by Jonas Eideval. It's a World Cup year. Um, and Sabrina, you know, there's very strong competition for the, always has been for the Canada goalkeeper shirt. They've always been strong in that position. Are, are you surprised that she's coming to Arsenal now? I I'm I'm not surprised actually because I feel like um she she's been one of the stronger goalkeepers in this league for for a long time now and Jonas for example even though I I know that he really likes Manu and values her very highly you have to remember that he also used to work as a coach in Sweden so he's seen her he's probably followed her very closely since and maybe even you know like her playing style otherwise I don't think he would said yes to her coming to Arsenal Mm. Um, so I think that he's really had an eye on her ever since he, he left and went to England. Um, and, and that would make sense because she, she is a goalkeeper. She is a good goalkeeper. Um, although, you know, Manu is, she, she is, she's really good. And I don't know if Sabrina D'Angelo is there yet. I don't know if she's as good at, as, as Manu is, but I think that, I think that in the future, like there's a lot of like, there's space for her to develop and there's room for her to get much better. And Arsenal would be, be the correct environment for that. I would say what she does have though, is that she is, she's very good at, you know, um, just getting out those uh, fast, long balls and start the counter attack. And maybe that's what, what Arsenal needs as well. And that maybe those are the qualities that, that, that they see that they might not have in Manu. Yeah, that's really interesting. That leads me to my next question, actually, about her qualities, not least because, um, forgive me, my, my two-year-old's just entered the house, so there will be some background disturbance. But <laughs> but um, with with Manu, uh, for example, one of the, like, she's really improved a lot over the last two to three years. It's been remarked upon uh, by Arsenal fans a lot. But, you know, her contract is up in the summer. Um, I know she's got a situation where her fiance doesn't live in the country and maybe she's, you know, she's not sure whether she wants to extend. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's something in that because Arsenal only just bought Kaylin McKersey in as uh, Marquise on Marquise in as well. But what, what are the qualities you really associate with, with Sabrina D'Angelo? I'm particularly interested because if there's one weakness in Manu's game that Arsenal fans remark on a, a bit or where she still needs to come up to the mark a bit more is around set pieces and taking crosses. Is Does Sabrina have um, a lot of competence in that area and how would you characterise her as a goalkeeper? Yeah, I, I think she's, she's good in the in the aerial uh, duels um, and I think she's... Um, I think so. If that's something that Arsenal wants and is looking for, I think you're going to get that with Sabs. Um, I feel like she's, she truly is like a leader uh, on the field as well. And she, she knows, you know, she, she's, she's had a lot of experience. You can't forget that. Like, so she's, she's been in all different kinds of situations. So I think that I would say that she's strong in, in aerial duels and she, she's quite strong in the box. 
Um, and I would also say that she's quite fast with, you know, getting the ball moving and getting those long balls up. Maybe to a Blacksinius that wants to run on that. Um, yeah, that's that's really interesting because, again, that's the next question I was going to ask is Manu, she's great with her feet in terms of her short passing and her short passing numbers. She's, according to FBRF, she's mislaid one pass that is classified as either short or medium in three years, one. Like those aren't the most difficult passes, but that's still like impressive accuracy on short passing. What Joe Montemoro did with Manu, though, was he rotated her with Pauline uh, Perry-Magnin because he felt that Pauline Perry-Magnin's long passing was better, her long kicking. And so his idea was, depending on the opponents and how high they press, I will pick my goalkeeper according to that. So if they press high and I want to go over the top of them, I'm picking Pauline. So Manu perhaps hasn't got that long distribution or that long throw. Is that something that you think Sabrina... Sabrina has potentially. I think that's something you guys are going to see Sabrina do a lot of times if she gets the chance between in the goal for Arsenal. I think it definitely that's kind of like a thing that she does. So so we'll see that. Yeah, yeah. I'm absolutely. dying. Yeah, that, that's absolutely right. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Amanda, like a lot of people in Europe recently, um, has, has, been, has been under the weather a little bit. But yeah, I, and... I think that is a key part of the way that Jonas wants to play, perhaps just speeding up that distribution. We know he likes the idea of playing on the counter-attack and those long balls that come out from the back from Leah Williamson. I mean, it, it sounds like she fits that profile a little bit more, perhaps, in terms of distribution. Yeah, definitely. I, I totally agree. And I think that I think you're, you're going to... Th there are two different types of goalkeepers, right? And... and I think I like the I like the vision of of Montemuro of okay well I'm for this situation I'm gonna use this goalkeeper and for that I'm gonna use use that one and not have like a steady number one and I think that also gives the goalkeepers you know room for them to grow and stuff like that um, and be better um, and challenge themselves so I think that I think that Sabs is going to be a good asset to to the team and uh, and another thing um on her as well i mean one of the things that's characterized arsenal's goalkeepers recently manu lydia williams even pauline as well uh, perry manian so they're all quite big characters sabrina described herself as very warm and bubbly that, those were her words uh, in her interview you know is is that would you put her in the same kind of i guess slightly extroverted character as perhaps some of arsenal's recent goalkeepers uh, yeah, uh, do you know what? I've actually never interviewed her, but I will tell you, uh, and I haven't actually met her face-to-face, -face, um, but I did cover a game that Vitra played against AIK in Sweden during the season, um, and she was the first player up to, to the kids standing there, and she, she went up there and she asked them, did you guys enjoy the game? And, you know, she was joking with the little kids, and I think that says a lot about a person so my take is that Sabs is going to be, I think that she's going to be a fan favorite because she is bubbly and she seems a lot of fun. And she she really takes, you know, she cares about the fans from what I could see anyway. And I don't think that was just a one-time thing that she did it in a in an away game with AIK. I think that that's, that's what she does every single weekend. I don't think it's a one-time happening. Like, I think that, I think that's just the one, the, the way she is. And I think... Yeah, I think the Arsenal fans are going to like her. 
Yeah, and I know Heather O'Reilly, who uh, you know saw her extensively at, uh, at North Carolina Courage, was has been very enthusiastic about the move as well. Um, and and Heather and Hayo very much fits into that um, kind of character as well. Uh, just finally on Sabrina, before perhaps I, I ask you a quick question about some of Arsenal's other Swedish players in the squad. I mean, how how do you see this move going for her? She clearly has strong international uh, ambitions um, among big competition. She's coming into a club who have two goalkeepers at the moment as well. I mean, do you see her really... I mean, do you see her challenge? I mean, obviously, I think she'll challenge straight away. Like, how do you see this move going for her? Do you think it will be like a little bit, maybe the first couple of months blending her in a bit or do you see her like really really taking this move straight away i don't i don't think that she's going to come in straight away you know and take take the number one spot i don't i don't think that's what we're going to see and we also have to remember that when a player makes a move it's going to take time for them to adapt and get into the way that the team that they just joined how they play it and so on and so on however i do think that she's there to compete with manu for a number one spot and uh, she she will be there and she will compete. And uh, I think just give her some time, let her land in the environment, let her maybe see her play a couple games against, you know, teams that Arsenal should beat and where they won't get as many shots on target on their own goal. So I think just give her some time. Um, she's going to be there to compete. And if anything, she's going to make, she's going to, you know, Sinsberger is going to get get something out of it because she's now competing against a better goalkeeper. And Saps is going to get something out of it because she's there fighting for that number one spot against a better goalkeeper than what she did in Bitcoin. So if anything, it's it's only positive that, that you have a good goalkeeper coming in. If she's going to play or not, I, I mean, I, I'm not Jonas, but I, I can't see her coming in in a World Cup year and not get any playing time at all because that's not what she wants, especially not after now that it's World Cup, Steph LeBay, um, Stephanie LeBay retired. Um there is a number one spot up for grabs, even though it might be Kaylin Sheridan's. So I'm not sure, but there is a number one spot with the Canadian team as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things that a lot of Arsenal fans suspected is that when Lydia Williams was the backup goalkeeper last season, that perhaps Manu got a lot out of that um, because Lydia, you know, very experienced international goalkeeper as well and, and a little bit older than Manu. But to, to close, I wanted to ask um, maybe about another Swedish player. Um, Arsenal signed in the summer in uh, Lena Hurtig um, because we haven't seen very much of her so far, and actually I feel like she's a little bit been a little bit forgotten. Not least because Arsenal are adding all these attackers at the moment, and they've had injuries um, in attacking positions. And she got she got an injury at such an unfortunate time. She would have played a lot um, over the last month or so had that not happened. But I, I guess as a kind of refresher. What type of player would you really say Lena is and how do you see her fitting into this Arsenal team, particularly an Arsenal team that no longer has Beth Mead or Vivian Miedemer in it for the next nine months or so? Hard question because... <laughs> um, <coughs> damn it. I'm sorry again. Um, okay. I would say that... Has anyone missed that she's good with her head? I mean, so far, I don't even think we've seen enough of her to see that. I, I think her two goals so far, I can't remember. Some, one of them certainly wasn't with her head, but 
Yeah, yeah. So she, aerial presence, right? Yeah, yeah. I think she's. I think she's good in the box. Um, give her some space to to run on the left side, and um, it's a tough situation with the national team as well because you have Rolfa on that side as well, who obviously is superior in this case. Rolfa is 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 one of the best players you know in the world. So it's hard for her to compete against that as well. But she she is highly valued in the national team. And I think once she gets in that groove and she doesn't, she's not injured and she gets to play, I think you're going to see a lot of qualities that you actually like. And when she scores, she scores. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think someone who will probably be a crucial player in the second half of the season. But Amanda, I'm go- I'm going to give you in your throat a break. <laughs> Thank <laughs> now you. Because you've really soldiered through that 20 minutes or so and we're really, really <laughs> grateful. So Thank you very much. Um, we we will have you back on, um, hopefully when your when your voice is is in fine fettle. When it's normal, when I sound normal. <laughs> Thanks very much for your insight, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll definitely have you on the podcast again, not least because I, I don't think Arsenal are ever going to lack for Swedish and Scandinavian players in the next few years. So, uh, you, you know, your insight, Mia's insight, all just Amelia as well, who who came on and spoke about. Uh, Catherine Cool. Um, you know, I think Arsenal's going to be a very Scandinavian club. So we'd love to have you back on uh, very soon. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Just give me, shoot me a DM or a text message and I'll, I'll be down. Excellent stuff. Well, thanks very much uh, to Amanda Sasa, who you can find on their pitch podcast where they get amazing guests, really. Some of, you know, the top kind of Swedish players, Scandinavian players. Um, really, really good archive of podcasts there, particularly for our Scandinavian listeners. But um, So that's all on this edition of the Arsenal Women Askcast. Um, I do think there will be call cool for another one because I think there is, well, I know there is going to be another signing, um, another forward coming in. <laughs> and, and Amanda's face is lit up because um, she's already done some reporting on that one for us. But um, I will try and find a guest who is uh, fluent in the Portuguese league, perhaps, uh, to give us the lowdown on the next signing. But until then, thanks so much for downloading, for listening as ever. Um, and we will be with you with another podcast, certainly before the end of January, put it that way. Take care and speak to you then. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.